up, you guys? Welcome to Ratchet Dojo Radio. I am your host, Ro The Show. In this podcast, we're gonna take you down, pass your guard, and then steal your girl. Hey guys, welcome to Ratchet Dojo Radio. I'm your host, Ro The Show. For those of you tuning in for the first time and you were wondering what this podcast is about, this podcast is about jujitsu. MMA, martial arts, boxing, anything that has to do revolving combat sports. But mostly, it's all about the human aspect about it and the bantering that we have as, you know, practitioners. Anyways, we're going to give you inside perspective and we're going to find out what's ratchet in the world. So let me introduce you guys, the panel today or the people or the cast of characters. Uh, we have Evan, who is uh, his second time on this podcast. And Evan we are the show. Evan, Evan the show at Instagram. <laughs> Evan the show at Twitter. Evan the show at Reddit. Uh, you can hit me up on any social media. Don't be shy, fellas, ladies, whatever. I'm, I thought it was Evan the turtle. <laughs> I'm engaged, but uh, I just want to talk. She's sitting here waving her fist at me. (laughs) That was Evan to show you guys. (laughs) Uh, So for those of you that don't know, Evan is a a purple belt in in jiu-jitsu, and he also has some tremendous amount of uh, combat experience with his, uh, I don't know, his cat. (laughs) I got my yarmulke knocked off multiple times in Yeshiva. I am very combat experienced. Uh, joining us today is we have uh, two of my friends, uh, uh, Adam and Rob. They are both black belts in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, but let me give them an opportunity to introduce themselves. Uh, so, Rob, uh, you want to go next? Yeah, what's going on? My name is Rob, uh, black belt in Jiu-Jitsu under Marcelo Garcia for just under two years. Done multiple martial arts growing up. Uh, Chotokan, Taekwondo, a little bit of boxing. And right before I started doing jiu-jitsu, I was doing Jeet Kune Do for a year. And uh, I'm a health insurance broker by day and uh, old man jiu-jitsu practitioner by night. <laughs> what was your name again? <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, yeah, I forgot to do that. <laughs> <laughs> Rob Vidal. Who's Rob Vidal? Who is, is Rob Vidal? <laughs> yeah. Uh, we're giving uh, you, we're gonna give you guys an opportunity to know the inside joke around that later on. Uh, Adam, you want to go next? Sure. Uh, Adam Franco. I'm a black belt um, in jujitsu uh, under Pedro Sauer. I also have a black belt in Muay Thai, uh, purple belt in Jiu-Jitsu, which uh, is. Uh, fun martial art. Um, didn't realize Evan was a purple belt in anything. So that was interesting. <laughs> that was interesting to hear. Um, I do remember he used to have this turtle rash guard. He's probably wearing it right now. <laughs> um, and I have no idea who the guy who went before me was. <laughs> So that's my uh, cast of characters today, guys. And, uh, you know, as you could tell, we know each other quite well. And, uh, and yeah, so uh, how are you guys doing? Excellent. Great. Doing, Thank, doing, great, great, great talk, well. you guys. 
do well. <laughs> Don't want to step on anybody's toes. You know, we we got to figure out a, a Adam speaks first, then Robert, here, then here. Evan. Let me, let me just tell you how I'm doing. I've been I have been living in my apartment since the 13th of March when we pretty much went into quarantine. I have not choked anybody for a long period of time, which is just sad. Uh, up until about a week ago, I was working off of a vanity, which was uh, <laughs> operating in my, my office while this work from home thing has been going on. And um, yeah, I've graduated to the kitchen. I've become a black belt chef as well because uh, that's really the thing that I can focus on is that and trying to stay uh, well conditioned. Man, I feel like everybody is getting better at cooking these days. <laughs> I, I'm in the Evan, kitchen are you all the time. Man. Oh man, I, I don't think you can, uh, you know, go higher than where I was at prior to this. So, as far as eating goes, Evan is a black belt in eating. Yes, uh, absolutely. Red, red belt. Red the coral belt. Oh. <laughs> This is Rob here. I'm, I'll, I'll fill you in. I, I'm doing okay, um, you know, as, as well as can be expected. Um, I, I was actually injured for that whole month of February because of my lower back. I've just been having multiple lower back issues since November. Um, <clears throat> and the first few weeks for, for me were really tough here because I wasn't sure if one of my kids had uh, the, the the coronavirus, so had to isolate one of them and basically become chef and server and waiter and, um, you know, try to take temperatures twice a day. I was a nurse and doing my day job during the, you know, trying to keep it up at a regular basis. So it was pretty, pretty intense. The first two, three weeks were really kind of rough for me. But now that we're all seem to be doing, you know, okay, uh, I'm I'm hanging in there. I've settled into this routine. I started a 30 day challenge for my fitness and, you know, trying to eat well. I've actually sworn off alcohol for this month of all months to do it. Um, not that I ever drank much anyway, but really concentrating on eating a fairly nice. Yeah, no, I wish I haven't had edibles here in a while. So, <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, so settling in and, and doing all right, I guess, as good as can be expected in these times. Yeah. All right. Sounds good. Evan, how are you doing? I'm fine, man. Oh, that's all the time we had. <laughs> <laughs> Tune in next time, you guys. <laughs> You're fine? Yeah. Like, when this started, it was great. Like, I had all the time in the world uh, to, you know, do everything I wanted in terms of, like, reading and things i didn't have time for fix up the house we had just moved uh but now it's getting a little old and um but i'm still just thankful that like my family's healthy and my parents are good and so i have like no complaints in terms of that so i'm good yeah great great um, you know, like I said, you know, uh, thanks for being here, you guys. I know this is the year of the quarantine. Uh, that's at least the way I, that's why I'm, I'm looking at it. It's like 2020, the year of the quarantine. And, uh, we're all going through like different things, you know, as for me, uh, how my week's going is like, um, you know, I'm kind of like eight, nine days into quarantine and, um, you know, like you, I, you know, I've been like taking on projects every single day in the house, ch uh, chores that I've been putting off. And getting really good at the kitchen. But one of the things that I've, I've, I'm doing for myself or my sanity is just like 
having a routine as if like I'm really working because I don't want to like, you know, sleep till noon and create bad habits. And, you know, when it is time, when it is time to go back to work, you know, I have all these bad habits and it's going to, you know, uh, it's going to mess me up. So, you know, finding that routine is, is great. And, um, and, you know, having two dogs in the house, you know, really helps with the distraction and, um, and, and yeah. So, um, can I ask you a question? Yeah, of course. So, uh, we had spoken about this earlier. We said we were going to talk about it. So like, I've just found because I'm in the house, like every day, 24 hours a day, like, um, I just, because of the lack of stimuli, I feel like I go inside myself a lot and I'm just like intro, very introspective, uh, thinking about the past and like, just, it's just not healthy. To do, to do that regularly give any tips on how to mitigate that um that's that's a great question um you know i think i think a lot of people are experiencing that right now um the only experience i can or the, the only advice i can give you is just uh you know what i do for myself it's just like uh, you know i journaling uh definitely helps me um one of the things as well is just gratitude, uh, counting your blessings. Uh, I count my blessings, you know, in the morning and, and at night. I count down the things that, um, you know, I'm grateful for. Even the smallest things, you'd be surprised. And and just having that uh, attitude of gratitude, you know, really helps me, you know, uh, um, put things into perspective. Mm, yeah. I, <laughs> I think that's an important thing to say. I was going to say just kind of what you said, Ro. I, I keep a schedule. I get up at a specific time every day. I start out by making the bed. I, if, it, if it's a work day, I'm, I'm logged on and I start trying to get into that normal routine. I like actually working from home. This is, this is the greatest thing because I feel like I've got a little bit more time to spend with my wife. Uh, I can go run in the middle of the day if I've got like a free hour. So I, I get a little bit of time for myself. And it's been for my wife and I, great, because we're both very, very busy social beings where we're out seeing everybody else but ourselves. And I feel like I get to see her when we're catching up on laundry on the weekends or on vacation. And now we're kind of in the thick of it together. And it's been it's been a blessing in disguise. I like it really, really great um, to um, be able to take this time where we don't have anything else to do or anybody else that we're seeing, but each other. So, uh, that's, that's kind of what we've been focusing on. Yeah. And, 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 that, and that's great because, um, you know, there's a meme going around with, from divorce uh, lawyers is like, you know, <laughs> I don't know if you guys seen that there's a guy in the back of the, yeah. the, the tree and he's like, you know, divorce lawyers waiting for the quarantine to be over. <laughs> I, <laughs> because, I think it's had the opposite effect on my relationship. Well, that, like, we, literally we are more aligned and in tune with everything and in fact we were talking tonight we were talking about me coming on this podcast and i'm like man i really really miss seeing my boys and um hanging out and going drinking and she goes you know what i kind of like the separation i like the fact that it's just us and we're we like that we've had a little bit of separation here and we can just spend more time together and it She's right. I mean, we've we've really enjoyed it. And, and more, so, more time has its limits, though. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> no, I, oh. Don't get me wrong. I'm, 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 I'm trying to say, like, I'm the golden boy here. I'm I I miss 
being social with my friends. Uh, I've been off social media almost entirely. I've actually probably what I would be considered a bad friend because I haven't like been responding to texts. I I, I have like 8,000 text messages right now. I try to call people on a regular basis, but it's I, I'm focusing on just immediate family right now and trying to take this as a time to really strengthen the, the connections with the immediate family. That That's great. Um, you know, could you speak a little bit more about that? Like, you know, what, what made you decide to do that? You know, there was a conscious decision, you know? It, it is a conscious decision. And part of it is because, you know, living in New York, you are go, go, go all the time. I'm either, my, my normal schedule is I get up at 5 a.m. And then I'm I'm at the gym at seven. Then I'm at the office at about eight forty-five. And then I leave the office at eight. I get home. I shove some food in my mouth, and I go to sleep. And then I do it all again, five days a week. And my wife's kind of the opposite, where she gets up at you know eight or nine, and then she gets home at ten or eleven because she's got events at night. And then on the weekends. We both want to see our friends. So Saturdays, it's like we don't see each other. And then Sundays, it's we're, we're kind of catching up. And in between all of that, you don't connect with your family. You don't connect with your, with, uh, like, I didn't talk to my sister for a while. She, uh, her parents, it, it's something where I've, we've tried to take the chance to slow down. I call my parents every day now. She calls her parents. We make sure that we are really, really well connected. And I think the virus has kind of changed everybody's perspective on what's extremely important. Is I read an article that all the influencers and stuff out there on, on social media are like a lot of their advertising is getting pulled because it's just, it's been deemed that it, it's not as important these days to go out there and acquire influencers and all of this stuff because people have changed their perspective from this material type background to friends and family. And that's kind of how my perspective has changed. Adam, do you think that will stick in terms of like your changed perspective on life once things go back to normal or, and with society at large, like do you think this is a new, new normal that's going to stay forever or will we kind of, be like, yes, we went through this experience and then be different for like a week or two or maybe a month and then kind of go back to the way we were. I would like it to stick. Um, I've, I've actually really enjoyed this where we've slowed down and it's not a race to the next event where you're getting to, you're getting time to enjoy the people that you're with, the people that you're talking, speaking with and being in the moment. In fact, that's something that, um, I don't know if everybody does this. I have a word of the year and every year I try to, I try to have something different. And this year, this year's word for me was gratitude. So it's like, I'm, I'm thinking about all the, like, how, how can I give gratitude? How can I be thankful for um, any time that I get to spend with somebody or anything that I do? And it, it's a, it's a challenge every day, but it's something that I want to continue to carry on. Hmm. Interesting. That's beautiful, man. Not as beautiful as Evan, but you know, <laughs> close. Well, nobody could be as beautiful as Evan, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, no, that's a great uh, 
point of view because like you know as you said you know I, living in new york it's just a fast pace go 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 but this really just forced you know the whole world to just stop reflect what's more important in my life right now you know i it to me i i definitely it's definitely impacted me because you know i was away on vacation uh for a week and then it ended up being like 26 days you know and it really just like for someone that works seven days a week i'm like wow you know this is you know, I don't want to be in the basement of a boxing gym all day long or 365. I actually want to experience the world and, you know, with, with, with my loved ones. That's great, man. Yeah. Uh, Evan, so th this, yeah. the, and then also the reason we have, we have you on the call is because we haven't heard from you in a while. And then, you know, that's the name of the segment is like checking up on your boys, you know, <laughs> Evan, you want to take yeah. this on? Cause this was your segment. <laughs> <laughs> So I, I, I think I think the name of the segment was was supposed to be check in on the guy who ghosted us. <laughs> I mean, how can you uh, you know rag on a guy that just made a speech like that? I'm kind of blown away by what Adam said. So, uh, but yeah, we we haven't heard from you in a while, and um, people are getting a little concerned. I reached out to you, and you know we spoke for like 15 minutes the other day, and. Uh, you know, we have these rule, these rules, like unofficial rules in our group in terms of, um, you know, if you're, if you're inactive for a certain period of time, there are consequences like, and it's never been done, but this is like what we said, <laughs> but <laughs> you but, know, like, so I think we were going to give you a warning and we, we were debating what that warning actually meant. So were we going to kick you out? Were we just going to say, Hey, you're, you know, you're, you got to step it up, but, uh, we're, we're making a COVID exception for you. Like, you don't have to worry oh, about that. Obviously. I, was really I mean, I'm sure that was like on the top of your list. Like, Oh no, I'm not, I'm going to get kicked out of this WhatsApp group. <laughs> I, you know, we've kicked Jim out so many times. I don't know. Um, <laughs> don't talk about glad. the group. Don't talk about the group, <laughs> but, but, but it's no, interesting. I was really hoping we could send somebody over to do like some sort of like music gram maybe like a purple belt or somebody do we have anybody other than evan that's a, that's a lower that's not a black belt in the group Spencer, yeah yeah we have yeah we have max <laughs> max yeah another lifer at purple yeah. I, whoever whoever is the lowest uh ranking member should come over and do like some sort of musical uh but music grammar whatever they're called these days but at I your place yeah that way I, I have somebody i have a reason to choke them <laughs> that sounds more like a, you know, like a benefit as opposed to a punishment. It depends on whose perspective you're looking at. <laughs> um, yeah, but, you know, it, what was interesting is that, you know, we haven't heard from you in a while. And it was interesting to people to see people's reactions to it. So, you know, and I think that that's why we wanted to talk about this segment is just like, you know, like everybody for some people it ended up like you didn't care for some people you were like you know checked out and for some people it's like yo it's just life you know it's just it's what happens you know so but i think it's great that we finally just like reached out to you and just find out the what's really going on in your life and you know and it's great you know and like evan said it's like how can we you know <laughs> keep that you know take that against you you know so yeah yeah I, I mean nothing personal by it. Sometimes you got to take a step back, disconnect, get your head straight, focus on, you know, a little bit of family, and then you, you come back out. I was 
I was at that point where it was like, go, go, go. Just thinking about the next activity. And it was like, it, 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 it's almost with, with, like if you have kids where they just want that next instant gratification and I wasn't allowing myself to slow down and actually enjoy the moment or enjoy the people that are closest to me. And I don't, I don't mean any disrespect in saying that. I just, I had to take a step back. Yeah. No, that's great, man. That's great. Cause like, you know, it, you know, in, in our, in our sport, which is like jujitsu where I know all of you guys from, it's just like, we could get like so caught up in the, our passion for it. And especially when you're training for competition, it's just like, you know, and you want to be a world champion in whatever sport you want to achieve. It's just like you lose focus on, 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 on what's really important in your life, you know? So I think that's great. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, Evan, you anything else you want to ask Evan, uh, Adam? Uh, no. All right, Adam, Adam thanks for joining us. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> when, is, when is Frank out, Cam? When are we I don't going know. To God, we, I am so, I'm so ready for this quarantine to be over so that we can all uh, book a trip out to Minneapolis and do do a training camp. I think that'll be fun. Um, if Minneapolis, what's in Minneapolis? That's where uh, my... My uh, alma mater for martial arts is from. Okay. Could you could you explain a little bit there. more for our listeners, uh, Adam? So I I came from Minneapolis about five years ago to the uh, great state of New York. Prior to that, I trained under uh, Greg Nelson. I don't know if everybody knows who Greg Nelson oh, is. Oh, no thought. way. Yeah, he's but, <laughs> Uh, probably one of the most prominent uh, UFC coaches out there. He's had Brock Lesnar, Sean Shirk, uh, Dave Manet, I think was one of the first UFC champions that, uh, and he was his coach. But Greg survived just, cancer twice. He's just a, yeah, I mean, tremendous, tremendous uh, warrior. He, he's, he's a true martial artist by any sense of the word. Um, and I, I trained under him for my first 12 years and then, his first jujitsu black belt, Ishmael Bentley, was my uh, one of my other instructors who I trained under. Who, again, very very close to Greg is in in, in the sense of true martial artist. Um, Ish has he's like a Shotokan karate black belt and Brazilian jujitsu black belt. But the 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 point is like they they kind of live the lifestyle that uh, we all try to emulate and. Um, I would love to get a group together to go back and train at their different schools and have a lot of fun with it because it's, it's very different out there compared to here because you, they bring in wrestlers and the Midwest is known for its wrestling background and it's kind of fun to, uh, go against somebody who is a D1 type wrestler with no jujitsu skills, but can really grind and have a lot of fun and work on your takedown game and uh i think it'd be a great time how are the wrestlers turtle guard um Evan, if you actually that's what i want to know turtle 
Not no nobody has a turtle dog near <laughs> nearly as good as yours. As, let's put it this way: you you must have the the amount of time recorded in, in, in turtle thousand hours, baby. And, and Evan, this might, this might actually excite you. If you went into Turtle Guard, they would probably oil check you. So I'm just <laughs> that's what I've been waiting for. That's why I go into it every time. No one's like you know. No one's taking the initiative. <laughs> What's everybody doing to stay in shape these days? I'm walking my dogs. So <laughs> I have mats, and uh, Justin and I uh, train almost every day with my fiance. It's actually great. Um, I like it better than going to an academy. I uh, I'm I'm actually doing like I said a 30 day challenge with this guy called Funk Robert, who works with specifically with men over 40. So every day he's got a, a new workout that's, you know, it's like a hit type workout, um, you know, all body weight. And I also um, work with a little bit of, you guys know uh, Mark DeSalvo? Yeah. Um, I had actually had some sessions still kind of booked with him. So we're doing them virtually and I have, you know, concentrating on using the equipment that I have at hand. So like bands and just whatever we have laying around here, body weight stuff. So Yeah. And, and how did you... You know, because you mentioned that you have back problems. So, how did you get your back problems? Is that from is that from training? Absolutely. So, you know, I'm 41. Going to be 42 in June. Um, I think around my 33rd birthday, give or take, uh, when I was about 33 years old, my original academy, they used to show a lot of judo techniques, and the guy was showing like a, a kind of a old school snatch double. Um, judo where they kind of grab you by the back of your knees and kind of put their forehead into your solar plexus which makes you know they take your legs out from underneath you so he would show it to the people it says you grab here you push here you know and then he goes I'm going to show it to you in full speed so I knew it was coming I didn't not know it was coming but he just did it to me and as soon as I landed it was just something about the pressure from when I fell and I herniated a disc L3 L4 and, uh, and from that point on, like, you know, that put me out for about six weeks, but they were like, you know, do rehab and, and you can come back. And then it's just act, acted up ever since then, every, every couple of years. But now that I'm in my forties, it just seems to be, if I just twist a certain way, it'll seem to activate it. So it's been very difficult for me to deal with, um, because it's, it's, it's getting in the way of my training, unfortunately. Yeah, man, getting old sucks, man. All the things that <clears throat> never bothered me before is whew, just like just waking up is like painful. <laughs> that struggle is real. That struggle is real. I always yeah. tell people like every every five years you feel a difference. Like you feel a difference from thirty to thirty five, from thirty five to forty, forty to forty five. It's like every you're you're realizing that your body, you know in those five year gaps uh, or five year increments, your body really does change as you get older. Yeah. And, it's, it's kind of know, wild. It's so true. Like you, you feel, you really feel it now. Like when you go with like a blue, say like a blue belt, who's just a lot younger than you. And, and you're like, wow, that's what it was like when I was his age. I don't know if I've ever experienced that Evan, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I mean, but, you know, I could only uh, talk about from from my point of view. It's just like, you know, when I was in, you know, when I first started jujitsu and, you know, I would, you know, train with somebody older and they would like complain about these things. I just had no remorse for that. And I'm just like, yeah, like, yo, like quit bitching, quit bitching man. Like I, I had because I've never experienced it. But now it's like, wow, you know, like that that struggle is real, man. So, yeah, it's definitely then, real. So as far Can as I throw out a question to the panel. Uh, yeah, but let me let me just ask Rob, oh, you know, because he's still talking about like his uh, workout, you know, his sure. his uh, TRX, whatever, P90X workout. Tybo. 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 I thought it was salsa. <laughs> what? What, what, what's that other salsa thing that uh, uh, Zumba? Zumba. Zumba. <laughs> Yeah, Zumba. Rob, Rob, you should really do a Zumba like a uh, live class and then post it on <laughs> Facebook and be like, "Yo, this is salsa." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Catch Keep me on laughing. Ball. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> All right, I guess that's a no. <laughs> All right, no Zumba classes. Sorry. <laughs> I, I did a Zumba class. That class is really, really good. I'd be like the only dude and then like 30 girls. So, I mean. That's why you did the Zumba class. <laughs> I mean, I'm not stupid. If I'm going, if I'm going fishing, I'm going to go where the fish is. <laughs> All right. Anyways, uh, Evan, you had a question? Yeah. Um, I'm just curious from each of you. So, let's say uh, May 1st. You know, Trump pushed his, uh, through his plan to, like, reopen everything. Jiu-Jitsu schools open May 1st. How soon would you guys be comfortable going back on the mat? Is oh, it, man, like, that's two great. weeks, a month, two months? What, what would I, it take to get you guys back into a Jiu-Jitsu academy? I have thought about that for a while. And, uh, man, coming from a guy, I was looking to open up a gym maybe, possibly, you know, right before this happened or not too, not too long before this happened. And I really, really am concerned because coming from a large academy that has 50 to 60 people on the mat at any one point in time, I don't think I'm going to feel comfortable in that environment, to be quite honest. Not initially. Um, it just, to me, it seems like that's too much risk for transmission. I, I don't know. I, I really am having a, a mental with myself, I might feel more comfortable being in a smaller school with less people that would be willing to, you know, take temperature testing and, you know, e even a test, you know, that they haven't been around anybody who's positive And if they had that, they would self quarantine for 14 days before they came back to the gym. I don't know if you get that in a large scale setting, you're going to get some knuckleheads that'll do reckless things. Even um, if, unfortunately, even a small scale setting, like, uh, you know, all it takes is one person that doesn't follow those uh, rules that you laid out. I, I, I agree. But if, if you've got, a, if you know, the more people you throw into the mix, the bigger percentage that you're going to get to somebody is a knucklehead. Right. You know, so. Um, yeah, it's just like, it, you know, it's just like a ringworm. One person has it and everybody has it. <laughs> like, remember that time I got it? <laughs> I didn't. Uh, it was so weird. Like I, I got ringworm once, and um, 
I didn't even know I had it. It was on my back. And like, uh, Paul came over to me and he's like, uh, can I see your back? He's like, someone told me you had something. I'm like, why wouldn't they just tell me? I'm like, I'm not going to train if I knew I had ringworm. But well, anyway. They weren't they were sure if you had leprosy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ain't nobody got time for that. <laughs> I don't know. I, I'd like to say I'd go back at the 7 a.m. class on May 1st. But the, the part that scares me is you don't, they actually haven't given us anything that's remotely resembles clear guidance on this mm. it you've got a group of people where you don't know if you've been infected or not we're all here on the phone we we have no idea if we've ever been infected or not we have no idea if we're immune or not mm. so i could just be playing russian roulette when i go out and run during the day and i've just been lucky to never have come in contact with anybody but the next time i come in contact with somebody they're the person that that, that gives me the coronavirus or I could have had it and I could be immune, but a carrier. And now I'm going to feel awful if I go give it to somebody. And I, I don't know that I, w- I would want to be on that. Another, I'd feel, I feel um, absolutely distraught if I, if I was the reason that somebody got severely ill because I unknowingly gave them the virus. So I think there's, there's that piece here. And until there's some sort of clear guidance and it doesn't matter which side of the political spectrum you're on or what your, what your thought on this is, there are people that we, we all know who have gotten ill. There are people that we know who it had no effect on. And then there are people who we know who they may, ne- they may never be affected um, or they may have just been lucky. So it's, it's like, I'm really confused about this. It's a lot of unknowns. Yeah. Yeah. And it ain't happening May first, and it ain't happening June first. I I can almost guarantee you that they're still not going to allow uh, groups of ten or more public gatherings at least deep until the summer. I, yeah, I would be very very York, surprised. Well, you're, what, you're right. New York's going to be very very different in that regard, with especially when it comes to like bars, um, the the nightclubs that Evan likes to frequent. Um, <laughs> or is that like shady place with the spanking that you liked, Evan? Um, <laughs> underneath Marcellus. <laughs> no, nah, I never went. I only went there by accident. Despite what Evan told me. By accident. I got wow. the elevator and it went down there. And I they was told like, me you had this. Beer. All right. Hit me a few times. Let me just get out of here. And then I you know, went on my way. Why do I got to put that red ball in my mouth? I don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. How do you guys think, um, do you think like jujitsu is going to like, <laughs> is this going to be, the, is this the end of jujitsu? Because <laughs> Dr. Fauci yeah. said, you know, that, you know, like don't even shake people's hands. You know what I mean? No, you know, I the end. I don't think it's the end. I think it's one of those things where people need to be confident that one, they're not going to spread it or two, they're not going to get it. And if they do, that there's some sort of vaccine that, that will make it less severe than what it is. So it's more, more similar to a cold. If, if that happens, we don't, I, I see all of this stuff coming back rel- relatively strongly. But that's uh, a year to, that's a year to 18 months that, away, Adam. 
no, you're right. That's the that was the next piece is the time frame is where it's tough. And I've got I have like like everybody on the phone, we all know somebody who owns their own business, who this has impacted drastically. And it, it, it sucks because we have friends that are in this industry. We have friends that own restaurants or, or other retail type businesses where people come in and it's it's this customer base that they've lost and the source of income and it impacts their families and stuff. And it it's absolutely awful. Um, I don't want to see it go that long, but I really don't have a clear answer on when people yeah. are going to be confident to go back. Yeah. Yeah, we talked a lot about the economic side about it, um, Im- economic impact uh, on our previous podcast. If you ha- if you guys haven't uh, heard that podcast yet, it's the first pilot podcast, <laughs> and this is a pilot <laughs> podcast <laughs> from the non-economist. <laughs> I, I well, they did I, they I did remember... one semester of it, so that that you know that's more than what I've done. <laughs> you know, you know, Ro, I I listened to that podcast, and the one thing that really stuck out to me was that you didn't like Evan when you first met him. <laughs> Most people don't. I got to tell you. <laughs> That's what stuck out. To me, the spelt A2 B-size was, was stuck out at me. Oh, hey, I, I, I can verify that. I'll send you video evidence. Yeah, well, I didn't, I didn't like Rob when I first met him because he looked like a cop. Why does everybody say that to me? I don't understand. Do I have like that asshole resting bitch face? You ha- yeah, actually you do, Rob. <laughs> Jesus Christ. And then you have you wear your Jesus piece in promotions, you know <laughs> inside your gear. I, I think people like that. I think that people 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 were more friendly to me after I did that. I guess what that became, bitch. Like, yeah. Coronavirus. <laughs> Coronavirus. <laughs> that just speaks that when you wear it. <laughs> Rob Rob, did you wear your uh your giant Jesus piece? At every promotion, or did it yes. start at some point? Yes. No, every promotion. Yes, I've seen it. <laughs> I have every the promotion. <laughs> Evan, did you ever wear your yarmulke at promotions? I mean, I know it's been Never. like six years since you last were promoted. <laughs> oh man! So they're they're saying that uh, this this uh, quarantine is going to last. Wait, wait, hold on, stop. So, no, you didn't like me just because I look like a cop. I didn't like Evan because he was just a large guy. <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm still a large guy. I what didn't like fuck? Adam because he was white. I mean, I don't know. What do you? <laughs> so, so was that was that your initial reaction? And then I like like got over. How quickly did you get over that? Uh, I don't know. You look like I, a I, cop. You still look like a cop. <laughs> uh, I guess I. I didn't like Ro because we had to put him in a separate room because he snored so loud. I, what did the guy say? <laughs> or was that blue? I don't know. That was blue. That was blue. But I do. Yeah. But I do snore. So you know, they put me in there with blue. <laughs> but I think I think I snored worse than you guys just last week. Rob, you're like, all like buzz sauce. I really miss the videos of Evan doing things. We got to get back. Oh, that's true. That's true. Yeah. So, so as you can tell, we have history here, guys. I've known Rob since he was a a purple belt and uh, I've known uh, Adam since he was a black belt. So. (laughs) And Evan since he was a purple belt. belt. I've only known Evan as a purple belt. I was a blue belt with you, Rob. Were you a blue belt at the old school when I met you? Yeah, man. Yeah. I was a blue belt. Yeah. 
I started jujitsu as a blue belt. Yeah. (laughs) No, 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 no. (laughs) Anyways, it's just complete banter right now. Um, Yeah. yeah. What were we talking about? Oh, yeah. So Dr. Fauci said that, you know, this quarantine is going to last until May 15th. And I guess uh, our president wants to, you know, make that earlier. I don't know what's going on here. I can't keep up with uh, the news. I don't even want to hear the news. Well, I know the state by state. Yeah. State by state. Man, that's going to be, that's going to be rough, man. New York. I mean, when I, when I walk my dogs, man, like I'm, I'm fully like dressed. Like, you know, I have my, my, I got gloves on. I have my, I have my mask on. I have a hoodie on, you know, I have my Yo, hat. When yeah. I go to the supermarket, I feel like I'm going out for war. <laughs> exactly. I'm like, I, I got to pack my gloves in this one. I got my can of Lysol, my, yeah. my wipes, and, and putting on a mask. It's like more work than what we do people. Absolutely. And then, <laughs> I do yeah. not feel embarrassed walking into a bank with my mask and gloves on anymore, though. <laughs> exactly. Because when I was wearing it up, up you know, prior to this, uh, you know, the quarantine and stuff, People were like looking at me, giving me the like the 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 weird stare, like you dumbass, you know. But now look, who's who's laughing now? Ha ha ha. Um, yeah. Well, it's not funny, but you know, it's it's just the way it is. Because after my walk with my dogs, I I have to like completely wipe them down with you know uh, uh, wipes and and I have to clean my shoes and throw everything in the washing machine and it's it's a whole procedure. It's just damn. You know, Evan, when you come home, do you get wiped down with wipes? <laughs> yeah, head to toe. <laughs> Every orifice. <laughs> <laughs> but that was before the coronavirus even hit. So. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. So, I mean, May 15th. So, yeah, we don't know how long this, this whole thing's going to last. And, you know, I am in a sc- small academy, so... But but I'm hesitant to to go back myself. You know, I'm paying my monthly dues. But yeah, I I might go back like I don't know July if there are like no reported cases. Honestly, because I do know that there is some seasonality to a lot of these things, and we'd probably be okay for July and August and maybe even into September. But they're already anticipating like the Spanish flu that there was a second wave. You know, and that there could be a resurgence of this thing. And oh, I, I definitely, good. I definitely think that there's going to be a resurgence, especially in New York City. It this is yeah. this city so dirty. <laughs> I really hope that uh, as they, as the weather changes, that the uh, the virus transmission starts to moderate. But who knows? Ro, have you seen? I've I've read reports about uh, rats, like packs of rats roaming the city. Have you seen anything, uh, you too, Adam? I have not. <laughs> I, I have also have not. I think that's all propaganda. <laughs> uh, don't okay. believe everything you hear. I, I mean, I, I haven't seen pack of rats. I mean, you know, they're saying that lions are back in the, in, uh, on the streets uh, in Africa, you know, because nobody's, you know, driving around. But, you know. Evan, this four Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles rolling around <laughs> in the city, too. I heard that one. Have you heard that one? <laughs> Ain't nobody got time for that. <laughs> Has anyone found toilet paper yet? 
you know, I I bought like when this thing first started going down, it was it was kind of strange because literally I go to Costco, I'm like a Costco whore, right? And I, I I was about to buy one pack of tissues, which comes with like no joke, like six six packs of of tissues, and, and I'm like I, I could go for another week or two before I need it, and I'm like fuck man, why didn't I buy that fucking thing of tissues now? Because the tissues last you like six months. So I was able to go into one small supermarket and I got like a six pack. I probably am starting to run low on toilet paper soon. So I just don't understand the run on toilet paper. I still don't understand don't, that. Don't yeah, it. it's like. It's her, it's her mentality. Nobody wiped their ass before this event. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if I run out of toilet paper, I know what I'm going to do. But regardless, you know, why, why is there a run on toilet paper? Uh, I don't know, man. You got to ask Charmin for that, you know? It's This thing affects your upper respiratory system, not your fucking digestive tract. <laughs> you're going to get diarrhea. Well, I think it's like what, what Evan said <laughs> last week. Not. It's like it's the herd mentality, you know? It's like, oh, my God, you're doom and gloom. Toilet paper. <laughs> yeah, but I understand alcohol and peroxide and, and Clorox. Like, that actually exactly. combats it. Exactly. But... but but I just, there has to be people with fucking half a room full of toilet paper going, I ain't ever going to run out of toilet paper. What? I don't get it. <laughs> I don't get it either. Stupid hey is guys, what my... stupid do. What can I say? Exactly. I guess what, bitch? <laughs> Coronavirus. <laughs> Coronavirus. <laughs> Coronavirus. That's what's going through their mind. <laughs> um, yeah. And yeah, I mean, I don't know what I was going to say. <laughs> But uh, yeah, I got lots of go ahead. wiped down from head to toe in every orifice when he walks in. <laughs> He's got to sign off and rub one out. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, man. Evan the show at Instagram. Don't forget. <laughs> uh, you can hit me up. But, uh, but yeah. Nobody so- wants to see that. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I don't know what to say. <laughs> Why don't we end it here? It's yeah, I guess so. This so is a really good show. Yeah, at least unless like you know, you guys have anything to say as far as what's ratchet in the world to close it out. I still think this whole COVID nineteen thing is ratchet. You know, I uh, I'm an extrovert, so I hate you know, unlike Adam, um, who's had, appreciated more time with his family. I do appreciate more time with my family, uh, but I've always spent a fair amount of time with my family. So I've always actually relished the idea of getting away to jujitsu or doing some things that actually is me time. And, uh, you know, I'm always the one that I tend to reach out to people a lot and keep in touch and form groups and form bonds. So this, this, this whole thing has been difficult for me on the, on the real, you know, it's, uh, I can't wait till I could, actually get together with people and touch them and hug them and, and, and be with them again. So it's, this, this shit blows. I, I can't like wait to touch you and hug you either. Up. <laughs> uh, let's, hope, <laughs> let's hope for the summer. You especially. And I, I will tell you, I'm, I'm dying to throw a, a kick-ass barbecue when this shit is all said and done. Yeah. I, me I, first. Me. Yeah. Barbecues. Yeah. What, what is the first thing that you guys, well, all right, let, let me just, let me just reel this back in really quick with one question. 
So I just want to just uh, go back to what, what Adam said and then just like really quick, you guys, it's like, you know, when this is, you know, given that you had an opportunity to reflect and what's important to you, what is that one thing that you learned from this experience? Adam, why don't you go first? Since you're, you pretty much brought up the conversation. Uh, just the reset of priorities. Um, for me, that that's pretty much, I think, it's not so much that I learned it. I think it's just I now have had time to reflect on it. Evan brought up earlier, like, he, he's disappeared in himself. He started thinking about things. And um, I, I've kind of done the same. And I've just shifted my mentality to from go, go, go to family first. And that's really what's at the top of my list right now um because this let's face it new york is it, it can be anything to anybody and if you want it to be work oriented it can suck you in and that can be your number one game um but that's really what i've tried to do is just change my perspective to uh take a little bit more time spend a little more time with family i apologize to you guys for not being so much on social media but I think I just kind of needed to get out of that that rut for a little while, but I do miss you guys a lot. Cool, thanks. And, and Rob, so the one thing that I've learned, um, you know, for me is is something that I've already known. I think, and it just all these types of things always reinforce this is that your health and the health of people around you is really the most important thing above everything else. You know, it's above money, above flashy cars, nice clothes. Um, if you're not healthy and well, um, you know, everything else doesn't matter. Um, so the, the fact that this virus is attacking people with diabetes and high blood pressure and people over that are overweight, you know, my blood type pressure tends to run a little high. So one of the things I'm looking to accomplish is to try to really eat healthy and, and exercise to get my blood pressure a little down, just to make sure that I'm healthy enough to withstand as much as I can, anything that comes my way from a virus perspective perspective. So it's just health and, and well-being of the people that are around you and yourself is, is priority number one in my book. Mm -hmm. Cool. And Evan? Yeah, I think what Rob and uh, Adam said is very apropos. Uh, for me, it's uh, just about the fragility of our lives. Like we we have this illusion of control, like we're in control of our lives. But in reality, I think it's much more, our lives are much more fragile than we realize. Um, you know, in 2009, when the financial crisis hit, you could kind of see that that happened over a period of years. But uh, this one, it really happened, all, at least to me, happened overnight. You know, we were on a 10-year bull market from the, the financial crisis in 2009 to now. And, you know, I was kind of waiting, you know, because, you know, things don't go up in perpetuity um, for this to happen. But, you know, companies were having good earnings and everything seemed fine. And then literally overnight, you know, it wasn't. So <laughs> I'd love to and tie it all together and say, you know, 
something nice or reaffirming, but it's just we don't we don't we think we have control, but we really don't, and we we should be aware of that. Yeah, yeah, totally. And uh, for me, um, you know, because I work all the time and and I love what I do, but you know, I was given an opportunity to be able to watch from far away in Mexico for 26 days. And it really just made me put things into perspective as far as like, you know, not waiting for things to be perfect in order for me to be able to, you know, make things happen. Uh, for example, this podcast, just, just do it because life's short and you never know. And, you know, and the second thing is just like, you know, traveling more, just like experiencing uh, the world, you know, because, uh, you know, you never know, you know, one, one minute you're here, next minute you're not, or, um, you know, for a lot of people, that's their reality. And it's, it, this is a little bit of a somber, thoughtful uh, podcast uh, today, but I think that's just where we are in the state of the world. So, you know, and, uh, and yeah, you well, guys- we're definitely, we're definitely living through history right now, bro. You know, this is, we're living in a period of time that, you know, 20, 30, 40 years from now, kids our kids grandkids you know great-grandchildren are going to be reading about this time period just like we read about the spanish flu yeah and we will have lived it you know that's it's kind of wild you know it's kind of wild because it's like you know growing up we were like nah that's never gonna happen again and here we are it's kind of wild um anyways uh you guys have anything else to say because we're i'm just gonna close this out I'll just close out with I really didn't like Evan when I first met him. <laughs> <laughs> All right, with that, am I the only guy that liked Evan when I met him? <laughs> Rob, you, you like Rob, you like everybody though. <laughs> You're such a nice guy. <laughs> uh, not not everybody. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's true. <laughs> We're not gonna get into that though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. With that said, uh, wherever you're listening from, um, you know, we're just, you know, from the bottom of our hearts, you know, we're, we're hoping you're staying safe your family is safe and, um, and yeah, let's just stay strong and, you know, keep the faith and keep moving forward and, uh, we'll get through this. Uh, and if you, you have any problems, call Rob because he likes everybody. I'll help you out. <laughs> <laughs> nice guy, Rob. Uh, if you have any wet wipes, send them to Evan door. Thanks for listening, you guys. Uh, you can catch us at Ratchet Dojo on Instagram, and uh, we're going to be on all major uh, podcast platforms. Again, that's Ratchet Dojo, R-A-T-C-H-E-T-D-O-J-O. If I misspelled that, I don't care. <laughs> Figure it out. <laughs> All right, with that Peace said, you guys, be ratchet. <laughs> stay ratchet, everyone. And uh, until next time, peace. Thanks, peace. you guys. Peace.